So last week, I kind of went away from the script and shared a personal story of God's blessing and provision in our lives. How we had received a small inheritance. How I had gone out uh, for a walk with my dogs and asked the Lord uh, about a bond being settled. And, and it was just uh, wonderful to come home and just see an email. And there was a letter saying there was some money coming. And just to be able to uh, enjoy the excitement of that, the blessing of that. And as I'd been processing it with a, with a friend and just talking about sowing it, sowing some blessing, it's always, when I, when I read the scriptures, we are blessed to be a blessing in every area of our lives. Whatever your skill is, it's not just for you. It's for others to give it away. And even our financial blessings is uh, to give it away. And so I was processing this with somebody and he said, give some away. And uh, trust the Lord. Look to, look to the Lord that He is your provider. Sow some seeds. It's about sowing and reaping and I... And I think if we have a one fault in Sarepta in the last 20 or 30 years, we've probably had uh, one or two uh, messages about giving, really. We kind of, and I, I go to some other churches, and uh, every week they have a 10-minute slot about giving of your, of, your, of your offerings, of your tithes, and they, they do that. And Sarepta probably goes overboard the other way. And just to see God blessing us is, uh, is wonderful. And I have a look at the blessing of this small community that meets in this place, in this wonderful facility, which now uh, West Point are meeting in the evening and they're enjoying the blessing of coming here and switching on lights and sound and children's church rooms and having everything just there. And so the Lord has blessed us amazingly. And so I've managed to sow a little bit uh, as well. And then to get somebody again this week saying they're going to sow into my life. And a larger number than uh, the, the previous week came in. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that exciting? And uh, yeah, just to... Uh, I'm just like actually a little bit overwhelmed by it. Because, you know, sometimes you look at yourself and you always can believe it for somebody else. Somebody was saying that a, a little while ago. They can believe it for somebody else, but never for them. And just to see God's wonderful blessing. So, I just want to start off by giving thanks to the Lord. Giving thanks to that He is our provider. That He is the one who blesses us. So let's turn to the scripture. And the scripture I'm turning to today is Matthew chapter 15. And it's a story of the faith of the Canaanite woman. Just know today 
that without faith, it is pos- impossible to please God. And we need to be, we are people of faith. First and foremost, we are people of faith. And so, this is a, I love the stories, I love the scriptures. I love uh, this Canaanite woman who pushes into Jesus against a few obstacles. So let's read the story. It's not a long story. And the reading of Scripture is really important because as I'm reading the Scripture, as I'm reading the words of God, I'm asking Holy Spirit to drop in your heart and encourage you and challenge you and build you up that we go from this place with increased faith. And any testimony that you hear, you must say, do it again. So you heard my testimony. You might need a similar answer to prayer in your lives. Ask the Lord to do it. I've got a friend today who is uh, sharing his testimony. He he WhatsApped me this morning. Sharing his testimony at his church in Scottborough. And he had a fire which ravaged his farm. Three quarters of his timber farm was taken out in the fire a few months, months ago. It was about couple of months back. And he's sharing the story of God's goodness, even in that, even in the devastation. That God still blesses, and God is still there. So whenever you hear a testimony, or even a prophetic word might be spoken over somebody, and you, th- and you think, that's really good, I wish it was for me. Just claim it for yourself. Just say, Lord, I see that. Whether it's a, whatever, whatever it is you need. The faith of the Canaanite woman, Matthew 15, verse 21. And Jesus went from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away. For she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But when she came and knelt before him, when she came and worshipped him, she said, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire And her daughter was healed instantly. What a story. It's quite a difficult story. In the first reading of it, you think, wow, Jesus is so distant, uncaring, harsh, mean, unfeeling. He just ignores her request. He doesn't even say a word. The most important thing for you and I is, in terms of our life, in terms of how we walk, is what we think about God. 
It's what we think and know about Jesus. About what kind of God He is. What we've been singing, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Our focus in the worship is being Jesus, as being the Lamb slain. He's a good God. He's a God who loves us. A God who goes to the cross for us. He's a faithful God. And somehow the Canaanite woman got this. You must remember the Canaanites were the descendants of, of Israel's ancient enemies. In fact, they were called dogs. They were Gentiles. A Jewish man would pray in those times. This is a prayer that he would pray. It's quite a harsh prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a Gentile. I thank you, God, that I am not a slave. And I thank you that I am not a woman. That's quite harsh, eh? That was the prayer that the Jewish uh, men would, would pray in those days. And so this woman was a Canaanite woman. So she like ticked a couple of those, those, those boxes. And the, we must remember the area in which she has been. She's been in an area in which, uh, just down the road, three kilometers up the road, 4.8 kilometers up the road, there is a, a, a temple. There's Ushman, a pagan god of healing. I'm sure she probably would have gone and tried to uh, get some healing for her daughter from that god. But suddenly she heard that Jesus was in town. And so what, what pushed her to Jesus? She had a need. What pushes you and I into Jesus? We actually have a need. We have a need of salvation. Our sins have separated us from God. And we need to be saved and we need to push into Jesus. And so she starts off crying and she cries out these words. Have mercy on me. O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. So she calls him the son of David. Son of, uh, son of David in the ESV. Three times in this passage, she calls Jesus Lord. Which is, a, yes, it's just it's a, a title of respect that would have been in those days. But what she was saying, she didn't realize that he was the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And she was coming to him because he had the solution for her daughter. She knew that he was a good God. Somehow she knew that. And so it seems like really harsh. It says, verse 23, but he did not answer her a word. Isn't that amazing? He didn't answer her. Augustine has said of this, the word spoke not a word. And that was unlike him. He is the word of God. He was always ready and so ready with responses to grief, to grief and suffering and pain. And he healed people wherever he went. He healed people. But he didn't 
have a word for her. He didn't have a word of encouragement for her. And she had to push through and she had to persevere. And then the disciples, uh, their response to the situation, there's this annoying person, this annoying woman who's nagging and, and screaming and, and, and crying out, Lord, have mercy on me. And so they being the humans that they were, the typical men, they just wanted to shoo her off and get rid of her. And so they say, send her away by giving her what she wants. That the implication in the, in the Hebrew and the Greek is that, is that, that sending her away was sending her away with, with, with her request met. Just get rid of her. How often do we just want to get rid of people and send them away and give them uh, ten rand or, and, and get them out of our hair? Or are we going to operate from, from compassion? The disciples weren't operating from compassion. So why did Jesus be so harsh with her? And he gives us the answer in verse 24. He says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he was sent. He had a mission. He had a, he had a purpose. And his purpose was for the lost house of Israel. And Israel was lost and needed a savior. And so that was why he was coming. He didn't want to get sidetracked. But the very strange thing is, why, was he, why did he go to this area? I think he had an appointment with her. What's her response? You know, she's getting hit to, hit to touch. She's not, uh, it's not getting, she's not getting the answer that she wants. He's saying, I'm not coming to help you guys. I'm not coming to help the Gentiles. I'm not coming to help the dogs. Very harsh. But she came and knelt before him. And in some of the translations, it says, verse 25, but she came and worshipped before him. She didn't let his seeming rejection of her get in the way. She was persistent in her faith. She pushed through the obstacles. She pushed through the negativity. She pushed through the, the disciples just wanting to get rid of her. She knew that Jesus was her only hope. And do you know today that Jesus is your only hope. Whatever situation you find yourself in, you have to push into Jesus. We have to see Jesus. And when we find Jesus, we find our solution. Because He is the I Am. And whatever you find yourself, whatever you find yourself needing, you find it in the I Am. But it comes out of a place of worship. She worshipped Him. Before she got the answer, before she got the, the bonds settled, before she got the, the healing that she wanted, she worshipped him. Why do, we, why do we do this thing called worship? Because he is worthy. And if that's all we ever did on a Sunday, it would be okay. I know many people who, who would say, no, we've got to get into the word, we've got to get into this. It's all important. But our starting point is worshipping Him 
as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, as, as the Son of David, as the Lord. And so for me, there's no be- be- beautiful, better place to be than here on a Sunday morning. No better place. I mean, it was wet and cold this morning. It was much easier to stay in bed. We were having supper with T- Tommy at the back. Welcome, Tommy. We were having supper and, 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 and uh, some people were saying they, they weren't going to, going to, go, to go to worship in the morning. And for me, this is one of the most exciting times of, of the week. Not that I only do it here now. I do it in my bedroom. I do it. I worship all the time. But to come together as a corporate uh, people, and there, I don't know how many people, 30 people here today, and just to worship and focus in on Jesus, you and I go changed. If that is all we did, it would have been enough. So she worshipped him. She worshipped him before she got the answer. And so what does he say? It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. So now she starts a little conversation with Jesus. And she says, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She's quite a sharp person. She suddenly realized, yes, even the crumbs fall from the table. I think my dogs are so spoiled, they get it. They don't just get the crumbs, they get some of the good bits. And I know the Scotch dogs uh, get chicken for uh, their meals. Uh, I remember Val Thompson, I could never understand it. Her dogs always got, they got, got cut up chicken often. Like it was like almost their regular meal. I said, can I come and eat at your house? <laughs> so what is the children's bread? That's, a, that's the bread that was for the, for the house of Israel. It's uh, God's provision for the house of Israel. And she's very sharp. So she says, but even the... Even the, even, the, even the dogs get the crumbs. She understood. Somehow she knew that uh, the Israel was blessed to be a blessing. I think we started that off at the beginning. Israel was blessed to, to be a blessing. And she knew that if she could push in. Israel was the primary recipient of God's blessings. But the rest of the nations are blessed through Israel. That's one of the things that uh, has happened over this presidency has been Israel being recognized, Jerusalem being recognized as the, the capital of Israel. That's a huge thing in God's economy. And so, what is Jesus' response to her? Imagine these words. You've just said something, and this is Jesus' words to you. O woman, O man, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. Be it done for you as you desire. She had persisted, and she got her answer. And when when did she get her answer? answer? It wasn't little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. It was instantly, it was right there then, as he said the words, as Jesus said the words, uh, um, 
her daughter was healed. Wow. So this is greatly significant that, that Jesus answers the prayer of a woman, not only a woman, but a Gentile woman. And then she gets commended. It's the only place in the Bible where somebody gets directly commended by Jesus for uh, having great faith. You're saying, oh, no, no, what about the centurion? The centurion was also commended for great faith, but it wasn't to his face. It was to the disciples. And so because of her faith, she was healed. Because of her faith in Jesus. Jesus is the key to your life and to my life. The privileged people of the town of Nazareth uh, did not respond in faith when Jesus was there. So what happened? No healings happened. Very few. It was, uh, I think, I'm not sure how many, but it was very few, if, if nothing. So this greatness of faith points to the fact that such an unlikely person, a woman living outside of Israel, demonstrates one of the most clearest understanding of Jesus' messianic ministry. She understood. Somebody out of the faith, also was the centurion, also got commended for his faith. He was a, he was a Roman soldier. Of all the people that should receive uh, healing, it shouldn't be him. Hey, you're the, you're the bad guys. You're the enemies. You're the current enemies. You're the one that are oppressing us. And yet Jesus heals. And Jesus wants to heal, wants to bless everybody. So this woman had wonderful faith. Faith in a good God, faith in a faithful God, faith in uh, the Savior of the world. Her faith was great, even compared to her other virtues. Just think of some of the virtues that she's displaying here. She was humble. She was patient. She didn't take no for an answer. She was persevering. And she cared for her child. That's what she had. That's the kind of faith she had. And yet, Jesus didn't compliment her for any of those things, and he could have. He complimented her for her faith. So uh, that's my thing. I, w I would love the Lord if, he, if, if, may, if, if I met the Lord now, if he came in through this door, And he would say, Ellen, you're a man of great faith. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't it be that good, that, that, that good if he said, Tembi, you're a, you're a woman of great faith. Joe, you're a man of great faith. Because if we don't have faith, we can't please him. And so you and I need faith. The faith of God. And, the faith, and our faith in God. Her faith was great because it was unlikely. Her faith was great because she worshipped Jesus before she even had an answer from him. And what happens if we don't get the answer? Do we give up? No, we still worship him because he is the lone worthy of worship. And that's what we say. So let's pray. I can ask the worship team maybe just to...
Lord Jesus, I pray for each of us here today that we would be like this Canaanite woman, that we would be commended for our great faith, that we would be unoffendable by the seeming uh, roadblocks in the way and the it does not being answered, and, but we would keep pushing in and we would worship you. And so we thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, even as we go home and we re-look at the story, re-read the story, that as we read it, Holy Spirit, you would change our hearts and we would be men and women full of faith. So today we cried, Lord, we cry out, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. We look for those words, be it done to you as you desire. Thank you, Lord. So in response to this word, there are things that you've been asking God for. I want you to, we're going to sing one more song, I don't know which one it is. I want you to come to the foot of Jesus as this Canaanite woman came. And just to worship Him and thank Him in advance that He is who He is and He's going to answer our prayer. So whether it's for Eric or whoever it is that you're praying for today, just rise up and worship now.